0: The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. The eye sees much more than the heart sometimes cares to feel. Haven't we all gone into situations which involved some degree of ethical compromise? We harden our minds and disengage our consciences, and such can be our facility for deception that we succeed in fooling everyone. But the eyes are like a camera. They know what they have seen. I'll be coming for you in a few hours, Larry, to take me to the gas chamber. I'm innocent. I believe you. And as your lawyer, I... I did my best. If only I could get my hands on the man who framed me. There's nothing more you can do. I think there is. Larry, in four hours, you're going to be dead. What can you do then? What? What if not all of me dies? <laughs> radio mystery drama Second Sight was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Percy Granger and stars Cork Benson. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. We designed the new Buick Electra to be trim and intelligent.
1: A little science.
0: But we also endow it with all the luxury and elegance that make an Electra an Electra. A little magic. So while you're feeling wise and prudent about buying one, A little science. You can also feel rich and successful driving one. A little magic. The new Electra. Intelligence and elegance. A little science. A little magic. A little science. not pay is a statement many of us have come to wonder about. It sometimes seems the criminal, especially the so-called white-collar criminal, goes free on a technicality. Our legal system has grown so complex that lawyers have become like the high priests of the Middle Ages, mystical men with a knowledge and a language we laymen cannot understand. But extraordinary situations sometimes breed extraordinary solutions. We're at a farmhouse on the edge of a valley near a major city. (laughs) I know this is difficult, Mrs. Hadley, but you're the only one who can make positive identification of the man who killed your husband.
1: I'm sorry, Lieutenant Rambo. It happened so quickly. I, I was numb. I didn't feel a thing. Jason was on the porch, lying at my feet. I didn't even have to look down. I, I could feel his death rise into my face like a cold wind. And I just stood there. And now I...
0: I, I know. It sometimes takes a while for the shock to wear off. That's when the grief hits the hardest.
1: Now, you, you said, Lieutenant, you, you said you had some... Some questions to ask me.
0: Well, we've picked up a suspect. The evidence is virtually conclusive. Oh,
1: this, this is his, his picture?
0: Yes. Do you recognize him?
1: It all happened so fast, and it was dark. We'd just finished dinner. There was a knock at the door. I, I was doing the dishes, so Jason said he'd answer it. A few moments later, I, I heard what sounded like an argument. Jason was raising his voice which he almost never does, did. I went to see what the trouble was. And that's when I heard the shot. When I reached the door, Jason was lying there. And a man was running off into the dark.
0: So you saw only his back?
1: No. No, he looked over his shoulder for a brief instant.
0: And this picture, is this the man?
1: I, I, I don't know. I'd hate to be responsible for sending an innocent man to jail for the rest of his life.
0: If he's convicted, he won't get life, Mrs. Hadley. You mean he'd
1: be executed? That's right. I'm i sorry, Lieutenant. It it could be the man. Could be? Yes, but I can't be certain. Who is this man you, you picked up?
0: Well, his name is Larry Millard. He's a drifter as a police record.
1: And and you think he's the man?
0: Well, he's a weird kid, Mrs. Hadley. He's got a mystical streak. Imagine he has certain powers, you know. But
1: how can you be sure it was he?
0: Well, because he was in the valley at the time and because he was carrying the murder weapon when he was arrested. Uh. If something should jar your memory, Mrs. Hadley, please call me. I'm Lieutenant Rambo and Here's my card. Yes,
1: I I will, Lieutenant.
0: In any case, though, I think we've got the man who killed your husband. Uh, Glenn? Hadn't the call come through from the courthouse? Not yet, Tip. Well, the the jury convicted him, didn't they? And give him the death penalty? So what's the point of dragging it out like this? Relax. Now, how can I relax? Now, Larry Millard is the one guy who can identify you as the real murderer. Chip, we've got nothing to worry about. Oh, boy, I thought you'd really blown everything when you shot that farmer. Well, I was having one of those headaches. By the way, have you closed the deal with his widow yet? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it couldn't have worked out better. Now, she just wants to sell and move away. Bad memories, huh? Mm-hmm. We own it all now, buddy. Every piece of property surrounding the valley. And when the federal government announced publicly its plan to build the reservoir, <laughs> the value of that land is going to skyrocket. Yeah. What used to be second-rate farmland will suddenly become premium shoreline on the largest man-made lake in the state. We mm-hmm. <laughs> paid an awful lot of bribe money to get that advance information. Like I always say, Tip. If you want the water to flow, you've got to prime the pump. Oh. Uh, hey, there it is. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, this is Glenn Plaxton. What's the word? Good. <laughs> Terrific. Thanks. Millard's appeal was denied. He goes to the gas chamber next week. mm. Uh, uh-uh a good thing you had the presence of mind to pick him up that night and slip him the murder weapon. (laughs) Let's have that drink. Yeah. And what's the matter? It's just just my eyes. They're blurring again. And that headache's coming back. Uh, Will you do your wife and me a favor and go to a doctor, huh? Yeah, sure. No, no, I mean it. Now, Judith and I are very worried about you. Yeah, all right, all right. I'll I'll make an appointment this afternoon. The last hurdle's been cleared. Nothing stands between us and the biggest real estate profit in the state's history. Who's that? Don't worry, Larry. They aren't coming for you yet. It's only me, Mr. Jarvis. Oh, yes, my faithful attorney. What time is it? Well, it's almost midnight. Six more hours. Why'd why you disturb me, huh? Well, I thought there might be some last thing I could do for you. Well, you can't get me out of here so I can find the guy who framed me. Well, you know that's not possible, Larry. All, All appeals are exhausted. Every time I close my eyes, I see that face. Oh, yes, I uh, I brought your newspaper. I thought it might distract you. Uh, Uh, There's one other thing. The warden wanted me to ask you, it's customary for condemned prisoners to be asked if they'll permit any of their vital organs to be donated to science. Why? What does science ever do for me? Thanks for the paper. Well, I understand. Well, Larry... Uh, hey. hey. Hey, that's him. What? This guy. Here on the front page of the paper. This is the guy who framed me. Look. Oh, well, you must be mistaken. This is Glenn Paxton. He's one of the leading businessmen in the community. Do you think I could ever forget the face of the man who was sending me to my death? That's the guy who picked me up the night I was hitchhiking through the valley. Well, it, 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 it doesn't make sense. What reason would he have for killing that farmer? I tell you, that's him. Oh, boy, we discovered this in the nick of time, didn't we? Well, I wish that were so. Well, now we can reopen the case. Larry, there's no time. No time? There's still six hours, isn't there? You have no more rights. What? But, But there's new evidence. What evidence? That he's the murderer. It's your word against his, Larry, a respected businessman versus a a condemned criminal. But but that's not fair. There's got to be some way I can get to him. What's his picture doing in the paper, anyway? Oh, it's an appeal to the good folk of the community. What for? Harry's going into the hospital for an eye operation or, or a transplant. And... And they need a donor? Uh huh. Well, it'd be a shame if Mr. Plaxton went blind, wouldn't it? Well, at least it would be some satisfaction. Jarvis. Jarvis, tell the warden that he has got a volunteer. We. You'd give your sight to the man who's sending you to the. to the gas chamber? Why? Uh. I'm not sure yet. Maybe. Maybe it's my sentence on him. Condemned to see with eyes that know the truth. Oh, Larry, that's nonsense. You offered to do me a last favor, didn't you? (sighs) Okay. I'll tell the warden you're volunteering. Oh, and Jarvis, one more thing. If they use my eyes, no matter what happens, I want the donation to remain anonymous. (laughs)
1: Are you still conscious?
0: Who's that? Oh, Judith. Hi, honey.
1: Oh, I just came by to wish you good luck.
0: Why didn't you come earlier before they doped me up?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I was busy shopping. I got here as quickly as I could.
0: Uh, Is Tip with you?
1: Oh, he's around somewhere, I guess. Uh, I think he stopped to talk to the surgeon. Oh, here they are now.
0: Hello, Mrs. Blackstone.
1: Doctor?
0: Mr. Plaxton, the orderlies here are taking you down to surgery now. Uh, good luck, old buddy. Thanks, Tip. J- Judith, will you, will you wait here for me, please? Of course, dear.
1: Uh, Dr. Soames, is he going to be all right?
0: As I was telling Mr. Foster here, the extent of the decay in your husband's sight makes this a difficult operation, but... Uh, You will be happy to know that we have found an excellent donor. Oh, uh, who? He's asked to remain anonymous. But he was examined carefully, and I can assure you, his eyesight was 20-20. Well?
1: I don't relish the thought of hanging around this hospital all night.
0: Well, you know my place is just around the corner.
1: (laughs) I know. (laughs) I, um, I think Glenn is sufficiently... Preoccupied, don't you? I'm sure he won't miss us.
0: Now, are you sure that Glenn doesn't suspect anything about us?
1: Relax, darling. I know Glenn's priorities. He's not going to do or say anything that might jeopardize your uh, partnership.
0: Uh, you mean he uh, he knows and he doesn't care?
1: Financial success is far more important to him than. Domestic integrity.
0: Uh, hello, yeah, 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 yeah. This is Tip Foster. Who is it? A, the hospital. Uh, yes, doctor. <laughs> Good, terrific. Oh, well, uh, how long'll that take? Actually, you have Mrs. Plaxton. Oh no, I can tell her, doctor. I, I think I know where she can be reached. Yeah, yes. Thanks. Hello. So Oh, what's happened? Yeah, it was Dr. Soames. He uh, thinks the operation was a success.
1: Thinks?
0: Well, there's no way of knowing for certain what the final result is going to be until the bandages come off.
1: Well, how long will that take?
0: Oh, doctor said, no more than three weeks. Hello, Mr. Foster. Good morning, Mrs. Plaxton.
1: Good morning, Dr. Soames.
0: Sorry I was delayed. Well, today is the big day, Mr. Plaxton. Your bandages are coming off. It's about time. How are you feeling this morning? I don't know, Doctor. I've been in total darkness for so long, it feels like I've been living in another world. I think we can bring you back to your old, familiar world very easily, Mr. Plaxton. Just as soon as I unwrap these bandages... the effect of Larry Miller's ironic gift to the man who sent him to his death. The eyes, after all, are the windows of the soul. And through them, not only do we see out upon the world, the world may also see in. I'll return in a moment with Act Two. A young man is unjustly accused of murder and condemned to die. Then on the eve of his execution, he sees a most extraordinary chance for revenge and seizes upon it. But will it prove to be revenge or charity? There now, that's the last of the bandages. (laughs) Doctor, will he be,
1: I mean, will he look any different?
0: No, I shouldn't think so. There. Everything's blurred. That's to be expected at first. Judith? Is that you? Yes. Things are coming into focus now. This is amazing. What? I can see you. (laughs) Hey. Hey, old buddy, come on, let's have a look at you. Uh, uh, What's the matter? He, uh, he, 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 Tip, you, you, what is it? Well, I don't know. But for a moment there, he looked like someone else. Someone better looking than me, I hope. No. No, it was a, a face I recognized. Who? Oh. I can't say. It must be this dim light. Well, now, Mr. Blackston... If you'll put on these dark glasses, I want you to wear them until you get used to using your eyes again. Okay, Doc. Uh, Am I I free to go now? Yes, but uh, I should caution you. It may be some time before you are fully recovered. I want you to call me at the least sign of any irregularity. I must be on my rounds now. Good day. Good day. I'll get your clothes from the closet. Thanks, honey. Uh, You're getting out just in time, pal. Why? What's happening? Our uh, source contacted me. You know, the government's making its public announcement tomorrow about the reservoir. Tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's when the fun begins. (laughs) Oh, I'll see you at the office first thing in the morning.
1: Good morning, Glenn. Did you sleep well?
0: A lot better than at the hospital. Do <laughs> you know how good it feels to get back to the old routine after three weeks flat on my back in that hospital? Your eggs will be ready in a minute. How do I look, Judith? Do I look okay?
1: You look fine.
0: How do you know?
1: What?
0: I said, how do you know? You didn't even look at me. You just answered automatically.
1: Well, you you look like you always do. I suppose. What do you want me to say?
0: I, uh, I'm sorry. I I don't know what happened. I I didn't mean to yell at
1: you. Uh, here's your breakfast.
0: Oh, these eggs are terrific. Just the way I like them. What time is it? Mm,
1: nearly nine.
0: What's your schedule for today?
1: Oh, this and that. Nothing much. The usual errands.
0: Huh?
1: Um, I might not be home until late. Oh? Well, I'm meeting Melissa for tea, and she may want me to drive over to the far side of town to see the new house she and Tony are building, so I may be out most of the evening.
0: You're having an affair with Tip Foster, aren't you? What? I... I... I don't know wh- why I said that. I... An affair with Tip? How dare you? Well, it's the truth, isn't it? There's no point in denying it. I've known about it for years. Well, then... So why are you
1: bringing it up now?
0: Because I don't know. I don't know what came over me. Well,
1: maybe it's just as well. At least now
0: it's out in the open. I want you to stop seeing Tip Foster behind my back. I don't care what it means to our partnership. I want it to stop now because it isn't right.
1: What's the matter with you? When have you ever cared about what's
0: right? Well, I care about it now. You stopped seeing him or... Or what? I... I don't... I don't know. Just
1: what would you have the courage to do?
0: I, don't... I didn't mean to... Please forget what... I said anything. I, I got to get out of the office. I don't want to keep Tip waiting. Good morning, Glenn. Morning, Chip. You, uh, seen the papers today, old buddy? Um, no, I didn't. Well, then, you feast your eyes on this. (laughs) Here it is in black and white. Federal government announces multi-billion dollar reservoir recreation project. Tip. Hmm? Do I look different to you? What? I feel very strange. Well, you little okay to me. Yeah, it is probably those three weeks in the hospital. I'm getting these flashes and my eyes burn. Ah, you've just been laid up. Now you're just getting your equilibrium back. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Forget it. We, we've we got a long day ahead of us. <laughs> well, the first thing we've got to do is complete the paperwork on the dummy corporations we set up. Now, if anyone decides to check and is able to trace all those land purchases back to us, well, you could raise some very uncomfortable questions. Yeah. Like, why did we bribe that government official? Yeah. So I thought... That or the... aren't I guilty of Jason Handley's death and Larry Millard's death, too? Yeah, yeah. It... Glenn, are you all right? The dummy corporations. If you file the papers, I'll open the various accounts we'll need from which to make the necessary in- interest payments on our loans. and We'll have to negotiate a quick sale or two right away to get some operating capital. But of course, the right thing to do would be to Sell the land back to the people we conned and at the same price we paid. Oh, oh, what was that last statement? What we did was wrong. So what? Hey, who did they have you sharing a room with in that hospital? The priest? We bought the land at rock-bottom prices from poor farmers because we had illegally obtained advance information. Don't you see that's not fair? Don't you see... (gasps) What is happening to you, Glenn? Get away from me. What's the matter? The Look in your eyes. It's the same look I saw yesterday in the hospital. What look? I don't know. I only know I've seen it somewhere before. Good morning, Mr. Blackston. Please have a seat. Thank you, Doctor. My nurse said you were most anxious to see me. Uh, doctor, I, I, I want to know what you did in that operation. Why, is anything the matter? I'll say there is. What did you do? It was a normal transplant operation. There's something happening to me. I, I, I don't know what's causing it, but I, I'm beginning to act very weirdly. Well, try to describe the symptoms to me. Well, I can't put my finger on it, but I, I feel as if I'm losing control. Are you getting headaches? no. Is your vision blurring? My sight's never been better. I I can see things more clearly than... Well, then what, Mr. Plaxton? Than ever before. Well, then just what is the trouble? It's as if my eyes are... Well, as if they're seeing things, people, situations, in a new light for what they really are. That's not so unfortunate, is it? But then I blurt things out before I can stop myself. People do sometimes go through personality changes as a result of surgery. The donor? Could it be something that was transferred from the person who gave me his eyes? You mean, could the donor have given you more than just his sight? Yes. Well, I can assure you that is a medical impossibility. But I feel like a different person. Who was it, Doctor? Who was the donor? I'm afraid I cannot tell you. Did I know him? Did, it, did he know me? I would say it is highly unlikely you two would have ever met. But I've got to find some way of stopping what's happening to me. Yeah. Judith, what are you doing here at the office?
1: Look, I have to speak to you. Is Glenn around? Uh, no. Well, it doesn't matter. Tip, he knows about us.
0: You know, he he was acting very strange when he came to the office this morning, too.
1: What happened? Did he say something about us?
0: No, 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 no. But he wanted to sell back some land we'd bought at no profit. Now, I don't like this, Judith. Now, we're on the verge of making a good deal of money, and the way he's acting could ruin it all.
1: What you're involved in... Is it illegal?
0: No, 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 of course not, honey. Now, there's no time to explain now. We have got to find Glenn before he ruins everything. Judith. Judith. He's not home. What's this? Glenn, since you've finally confronted me with what you've known to be true all along between Tip and me, it is no longer possible for us to continue living under the same roof. Judith, what is this? Uh, What's that? Uh. Hi, Glenn. Where's Judith? I'd, uh, I'd like to talk to you. Where's Judith? Now, she's outside my car. We drove here together from the office... We're we're both very concerned about you. I'm sure you are. You, I think that operation took more out of you than you realized. Maybe, you know, pal. I think the best thing you could do right now is take a good long vacation. Vacation? Hmm. I don't need a vacation. I just had three weeks in the hospital. Well, maybe go to Hawaii. No. Look, I, I have I have an even better idea. Now you and Judith could go together. You know patch things up between you? I don't see how that's possible. Well, I had a, I had a long talk with her. Uh, everything between us is finished. Really? Yeah, now she's out there now waiting to come in. And, and while you're away, you, you won't have to worry about a thing. I'll carry on the business. How? Everything we do has to be co-signed. Oh, that's simple. You just give me a temporary power to act unilaterally. Give you what? No, no it's just a formality. Now, I got the paper right here. What's to stop you from making this temporary power permanent? I wouldn't do that. Why not? We've baked a pretty big pie. You could have it all to yourself. Are you saying that you don't trust me? That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, pal. I'm going to lay it on the line. This whole scheme was your idea in the first place. Now, you're the one who paid those political bribes, and you are the one who killed that farmer. So you better think twice before you speak. But that's just it, Tip. I can't. We tend not to like people who won't go along with the little and sometimes not so little deceptions with which we surround our lives. But what if the moralist himself has feet of clay? What if he is guilty of nothing less than murder? And what if his compulsion for truth is actually a bizarre form of revenge? How far will it go? Will the punishment fit the crime? Will it be an eye for an eye? I'll return shortly with Act Three. The 1978 century, a Buick like you've never seen before. A
1: little science.
0: The fastback design is pure function. Ah, but the execution is pure Buick. A little magic. It's trimmer than last year's, easy to park, fun to drive. A little science. Yet incredibly, there's more head and leg room inside. A little magic. The new Buick Century will wonders never cease. A little science. a little magic, a little Tellers have traditionally been jeered at, ignored, or worse. One of the most famous was Cassandra, the daughter of Priam, the king of Troy. She spurned the attentions of Apollo, and in retaliation, he put truth on her tongue and disbelief in the ears of those around her. Her predictions of ruin and defeat met with scorn, Until it was too late. The central character in our present story has also been condemned to speak the truth. But there is one difference. The truth that Cassandra spoke could have saved her city. The truth Glenn Plaxton knows could very well destroy him.
1: Did you have any luck with him, Tip?
0: Oh, none. Judith, I thought I was getting somewhere, and suddenly he went off again.
1: You're perspiring. Uh...
0: Yeah, I know, I know. Where where are we going? Anywhere, so long as we get away from this house. He got that same look in his eyes before. His whole appearance changes. Now, his gaze becomes so penetrating, it seems to take on a life of its own. It's like another force was animating his body.
1: If you ask me, I think he's just gone crazy.
0: He is putting me in a very dangerous position. What do you mean? Tip, you wouldn't do... I don't know. Now, all men are the same when their backs are to the wall... Look, we stand to make millions, but I can't move an inch without his cooperation. Hey, I... I just got an idea. You gave it to me. I did? When you said you thought he was going crazy. Oh,
1: that was just a figure of
0: speech. Judith, I want you to have Glenn committed. Don't you see? That's the only way to nullify our partnership and give me the power to act on my own. Now, a wife can have a husband committed on her word alone. It's simple.
1: You ask me to have my husband committed to a sanitarium and you won't tell me what's going on? There's a look in your eye I don't like. Or maybe I should say there's a look that's left your eye. Our relationship was never especially dignified, but I thought at least there was a semblance of love...
0: Stop the car. not no, Judith, Judith, wait. Stop it. All right, then. All right, go on, get out. Now, I don't need you or Glenn, but you tell him I'm keeping my eye on him and any flaky move he makes, I am going to be right there. Judith? What are you doing here?
1: I live here.
0: Do you? Do either of us for that matter?
1: Oh, Glenn. Then I'm sorry. I, I've i left Tip. It's over between us.
0: Oh? Why?
1: Well, he tried to persuade me to have you committed.
0: To get me out of the way?
1: What's happening to you?
0: I don't, I don't know. I, I, I can't tell. I, I lose control of myself. So
1: you and Tip are involved in
0: something illegal, aren't you? Uh, please don't ask me, Judith. I, I can't tell you. You
1: can't lie anymore? What is it you've done?
0: I... I, I killed a man. Uh, I killed two men. Uh,
1: who? Who did you kill?
0: You remember that farmer who was murdered in the valley?
1: Jason Hadley? Yes.
0: Well, they executed a young man for his death. A boy named Larry Millard. But Millard didn't kill Hadley. I did. You? Tip and I knew about the government's reservoir project in advance. We'd been buying up the property that'll eventually be the shoreline of the lake. Do you know how much that'll be worth? The resorts, the beaches, the marinas. But Jason Hadley was stubborn. and Well, I'd, 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 I'd lost my temper.
1: And you let an innocent man take the blame? I was just
0: trying to get away from that farmhouse as fast as I could. I, I wasn't thinking. I saw Millard hitchhiking. I picked him up and and slipped the gun into his pocket.
1: Oh! So the story he told the court was true.
0: What are you going to do, Judah? Are you going to go to the police?
1: No. No, no
0: that's, that's up to you. I'm not turning myself in. I just want to be rid of this affliction. I, I feel like I'm being pursued by the Furies, howling for revenge and... But I've got no place to go. Glenn, look. Across the street. That's Tip's car. Hmm? What did he come back for?
1: He told me that as long as you were acting strangely, he wasn't going to let you out of his sight.
0: Do you, th- do you think he'll try to kill me?
1: I don't think he'd hesitate to do whatever is necessary to protect himself and that, that scheme of yours.
0: Yes. Maybe, maybe I should go to the police. What for? Protection. Well, if I filed a complaint saying that Tip's been threatening me, then if he tried anything, they'd know where to point the finger.
1: What if he revealed that you murdered Jason Hadley? He can't.
0: There weren't any witnesses. Hadley's wife didn't get a clear look at me. The only person who could identify me was Larry Millard. And he was executed last month. I'm the only person who can convict me now, Judith. And I'm not licked yet. Yes, can I help you? You're Lieutenant Rambo? I am. I'd like to uh, to file a statement with the police department. What's the problem? Well, there's been some trouble between my business partner and myself. You want to press charges? Uh, no, nothing's happened. I, I just want a complaint on file in, in case. I understand. He's threatening you, huh? Yeah, sort of. It It's probably nothing, you know, but... It doesn't hurt to be cautious. Okay. We'll just fill out a... Mm. What's wrong? What are you looking at me like that for? But haven't I seen you somewhere before? What are you talking about? You, you look familiar somehow. I've never met you before in my life. Well, I'm uh, trained to remember faces. And I don't usually forget one. And uh, there's something about yours... Uh... Your eyes. What's wrong with my eyes? I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean any offense. Uh, Now, uh, why don't you uh, tell me the whole story, huh? What? What's the trouble between you and your partner? What business is that of yours? If you're going to file a complaint, we have to have the details. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, I... I, You see, I, I... No, forget it. Just forget it. Glenn. Huh? What were you doing in there, Glenn? Nothing. I followed you down here to police headquarters. Now, you were in there long enough to dictate a full confession. A confession? It would be in keeping with this newfound morality of yours now, wouldn't it? You think I'm crazy, Tip? You think I want to go to the gas chamber? I came here to get protection from you. Protection? Yeah. So I'll know who to turn to if anything happens to me. Uh, Now, that is very clever, but I don't believe you. What? I think you're bluffing. I don't think you filed a complaint at all. Did you? No. What do you want, Tip? The business? You can have it. The whole thing. It's yours. Are you serious? Do you still have that paper on you? The one giving temporary control of the company to me? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Right here. Make it permanent control. There. It's signed, okay? Now just leave me alone. All right. And now, there is just one more thing, Glenn. What? I can't afford to have you around town. You know too much. And given your compulsion to confess, that makes you dangerous. I'd hate to see all that beautiful land slip through my fingers because it became known we had illegally obtained information. Where can I go? I don't really care, Glenn. If you stick around here, I'll put a contract out on you. Um, I wonder if you have some water. I,
1: I can't see you. The porch light's busted. You, you'll have to step inside.
0: Thank you. Oh, you look
1: half frozen to death. What on earth are you doing out on a night like this?
0: My car broke down. If you just have a glass of water... Oh, well,
1: come on through here into the kitchen. I got a bit of soup still hot on the stove. Thank you. Excuse the mess. Everything's in boxes, because I'm getting ready to move. Yeah, sit down there at the table.
0: Well, it's very kind of you to allow a stranger in your house.
1: <laughs> I'm probably foolish for not taking more precautions now that I'm alone here.
0: Your husband? He, he's
1: dead. Oh,
0: I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, it's
1: been over a year now. It's odd. Something about the way you... Knocked on the door, brought the whole incident back. It, it was just about this time of night.
0: What happened? He,
1: he was shot.
0: Your husband was murdered?
1: Yes. They executed the fellow they say did it, but I took no joy in that. It doesn't bring Jason back to life.
0: Jason? Jason Hadley? Hadley?
1: Why, yes. What's the matter? I have to go. Oh, but you're about to drop from exhaustion.
0: Please let me go. There's
1: a bed all made up in the back room here. Now, you really must get some rest. No, I can't rest. Here, here, let me help you. Come on.
0: Please don't.
1: You're half asleep already. There. Now, I'll just cover you. And in the morning, I'll make you a nice breakfast.
0: Why, yes. So kind to
1: me. Oh, we all deserve some kindness,
0: Mr.
1: Uh, uh, jo- Johnson. James Johnson. Mr. Johnson. Sleep well. Uh, uh. Operator, would you give me 5552030? It's Clara Hadley. Phone in Lieutenant David Rambo.
0: It's fortunate that you called me when you did, Mrs. Hadley. I was just about to go off duty.
1: I'm glad.
0: You say there's a man asleep in that room and you are certain he's your husband's murderer? Yes. If you're right, do you know what it means? We arrested, convicted, and executed an innocent man.
1: I never did truly believe Larry Millard was the man who killed Jason.
0: And yet you claim with this man you can make positive identification? Yes. How? It's his
1: eyes, Lieutenant. I know that's the man. I can see it in his eyes.
0: We have all heard the expression, going into a situation with one's eyes open. It means we proceed with no illusions. We're aware of the possible dangers to our souls as well as our own bodies. Glenn Plaxton didn't care about the danger to his soul, and he might never have considered the ethics of his actions at all had it not been for a most mysterious avenging force. They say justice is blind, In our story, just the opposite proved to be the case. I shall return in a moment. Flaws in character often reveal themselves in physical mannerisms. A hunch in the shoulders, a nervous tick, a look in the eyes... But why this is so is not always clear. In Glenn Plaxton's case, could we attribute his downfall to a force beyond our comprehension or simply to an overriding sense of guilt? This is the kind of question we often leave you with on Mystery Theater. Our cast included Court Benson, Earl Hammond, Bryna Rayburn, and Bob Caliban. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. If anything does turn up, you'll know I had nothing to do with it. What's on the other side? Just some wheat fields and quiet, rolling Wilshire country. Plus whatever else you might see, you're on your own. The moonlight was bright, of course, but with that soft brightness that leaves everything just a little uncertain in outline. It was as if Bryce had walked away into water. One minute I saw him, and the next, he was gone, as the night swallowed him up. I walked on up toward the top of the hill with the corona of moonlight outlining it, and as I came over the top, I witnessed something which in all my dreams I never could have imagined.